KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Good morning. I'm Kinsey Moreland in for Annika Colbert for the next few days. It's Tuesday, April 13th. The long-awaited first day back to school is finally in the books for lots of local students, teachers, and parents. More on that next, just after your local headlines. There are two opportunities today to get the vaccine without an appointment, at the Borderview YMCA and at the Mountain View Educational Cultural Complex. Although these two sites don't require appointments, they are first come, first serve, and both clinics do have zip code restrictions. That means you'll have to provide proof of residency or a business address. Meanwhile, due to supply shortages, the Del Mar Fairgrounds Vaccination Superstation will be closed Wednesday, April 14th, April 16th, 17th, and 18th. Patients who have appointments scheduled on those dates will be rescheduled automatically through the MyTurn online appointment system. For too long, San Diego's Black community has felt disenfranchised and disregarded. Yesterday, Mayor Todd Gloria announced a policy plan for San Diego's Black community meant to fight systematic racism in the city. I want to amend that. I want to say that they have felt that way, but it's also been true in fact, and we have to change that. The mayor says the plan will focus on housing, economic mobility, the effects of climate change, police reform, educational barriers, and differing health outcomes in the COVID-19 pandemic. And San Diego Restaurant Week is underway. The eight-day edible extravaganza runs through Sunday, April 18th, and it features over 160 local restaurants offering variations of prefix menus at more affordable prices. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. So yesterday felt like the first day of school all over again for students, teachers, and parents across the county. San Diego Unified School District campuses and three South Bay districts reopened Monday for part-time in-person learning. KPBS education reporter Joe Hong has the story. For the first time in over a year, Kate Chasen is leaving our house and heading to school. I'm feeling good now that I'm in my clothes, I have my bag, I have my travel mug of coffee, I'm ready to go and just be at school. Kate is a 17-year-old junior at Canyon Hills High, formerly known as Sarah High School in Tierra Santa. She's one of the approximately 50,000 students in the San Diego Unified School District who are at school Monday for part-time in-person learning. It kind of feels like the first day of school. It feels like I'm in September, but it's April, which is a little weird, but I'm ready to go back. But that doesn't mean things are back to normal. The district has strict health and safety measures in place, and students won't yet be able to hug their friends or teachers who they haven't seen since the pandemic first shut down schools in March 2020. 
Chasen said she expects to feel very isolated on her first day back. And very lonely, but also very short. The school day shortened, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know it's going to be a little bit off just because it's not totally normal, but I'm looking forward to having somewhat of a normal school day. Meanwhile, City and San Diego Unified officials were at Encanto Elementary School Monday morning to celebrate the reopening of campuses. Superintendent Cindy Martin today thanked both teachers and the staff working behind the scenes to ensure schools are safe. And you see with me, district staff, whether it's food services, landscaping services, custodial services, getting teachers prepared for online learning through professional development, doubling down on our commitment to equity and making sure our teachers are prepared to teach our students and give them what they need when they need it, in the way that they need it, when everything around them has changed. At about three quarters of the district schools, students will be on campus for four days a week for three hours of in-person instruction. For Kate, that's enough to feel hopeful about a return to normalcy. I'm so excited. Just, I'm excited schools are reopening. It's about time. It's April. I'm ready. Let's go. And another sign that San Diego is indeed reopening. Yesterday, SeaWorld officially opened their rides and roller coasters. KPBS reporter Matt Hoffman says the park is hiring back staff with plans to ramp up more this summer. We're very hopeful that things are moving in the right direction. SeaWorld Vice President Corrine Brindley says it took a lot of work to get to this point. All of the rides closed in March of last year, and it was not until this February when they started reopening again as a zoo. And at that point, we could demonstrate. We can keep people six feet apart. We can require people to wear their masks. Now that San Diego is in the state's orange reopening tier, the park can reopen at 25% capacity. And in addition to wearing masks and social distancing, state officials want everyone who visits SeaWorld to be a California resident. When you make that reservation, because reservations are required, then you will attest at that point that you are in fact from California. Not everyone at the park Monday was a state resident. We spoke to some who said they were visiting from places like Arizona. Officials are hoping people will be honest when buying tickets. A large homeless encampment in Oceanside was scheduled to be cleared out by police this week. But KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us those plans have changed as the city tries to place the people in motels. I call it my little eviction notice. Talisha Bautista has been living at the homeless encampment off South Oceanside Boulevard for four months until she woke up to this notice taped on her tent last week. The city of Oceanside will conduct a cleanup of the area, including the removal of all individuals' personal property, encampments, junk, trash, and debris. The notice came after Oceanside City Council passed an anti-camping ordinance and emergency motel voucher program at last week's council meeting. The encampment that has over 30 tents and dozens of people living in it will now get some extra time before it is cleared out and while motel vouchers are secured. Yeah, it's been extended, you know, until we can get the vouchers, um, you know, in and and get people transported to the places they need to be. Um, But I really can't comment on future police operations, so I really don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Tom Bussey is a public information officer for Oceanside Police Department. He says the city is working to get the people living at the encampment motel vouchers and supportive services. But Bautista said she last heard there were only 30 motel vouchers available. There's more than 30 people here. There's more than 30 tents right here. 
So now that's concerning because who gets to have those rooms? How do you figure out who's going to have that? Although the vouchers offer a temporary shelter, the encampment highlights the need for permanent homeless shelters in North County. I do know that the city is looking for a place, or maybe they have a place already, uh, to house some homeless people temporarily. In the meantime, Bussy would not comment on how many vouchers will be provided or when the encampment will be cleared out. A new shell awaits discovery on the San Diego shoreline. No, not a sand dollar or clam shell, but one that will soon provide amazing experiences of sight and sound for San Diego audiences. KBBS reporter John Carroll explains. The familiar opening strains of Swan Lake, performed by the San Diego Symphony, part of a special presented by KPBS and the Symphony in 2019, one of the last performances at the old stage at Embarcadero Marina Park South. Its replacement, known simply as The Shell, will debut later this summer. It's magnificent, it's elegant, and it is ours. It is San Diego's. San Diego Symphony CEO Martha Gilmer says the shell will offer audiences delights for the eyes, courtesy of a state-of-the-art lighting system, and sound that comes from massive speakers on stage, but also speakers on towers out in the audience. So speakers are surround speakers, create a surround sound for the audience, you'll feel enveloped, and also there's a delay in it so that you will have a synchronized present sound. The $85 million price tag was paid for almost entirely by donors. An opening date hasn't yet been set, but Gilmer says it will be no later than August. And coming up, Monday finally marked a return to normal for students, teachers, and parents of San Diego Unified. But actually, it was not normal, but maybe a new normal that involved returning to in-person school for lots of kids but with new safety rules and other adjustments. That story after a quick break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. For lots of parents of school-aged children like me, it seemed back in the darkest days of the pandemic last winter that this day might never come. But yesterday, it finally did. San Diego Unified, the county's largest school district, joined many other schools and districts across the county and reopened the school doors. But most students won't find things exactly back to normal. There's a shortened school week, many safety precautions, and some students still learning remotely. But it is closer to a post-pandemic world than we've seen in a long time. As the reopening gets underway, many students will begin to assess how their learning has been impacted by the school shutdown over the past year. KPBS asked 17-year-old Canyon Hills High School junior Kate Chasen to share her thoughts on going back to school. I think the first time that it really hit me that the pandemic was going to change my learning for the foreseeable future was when our school district shut down for six weeks 
to try and figure out what they were going to do. There were so many moving pieces that they needed to figure out. And then once the six weeks were up and we were supposed to supposedly go back after our extended spring break, still nothing had been figured out. And just the fact that I was in ambiguity until June when the school year ended, it was insane for me to just realize, oh, this is really going to be a long-term effect on my education. I'm a very social person and I'm I'm a very touchy person so I like to give my friends hugs and pats on the back and things like that and so um, when we weren't in person anymore it made it so difficult just to be social and luckily now we've all adapted to it we're using zoom we're on phone calls facetimes texting things like that but in the beginning just so many little elements of my school day that were so normal all of a sudden we're speeding by in the rearview mirror, like that's not a thing that's gonna be happening anymore. Luckily, it was very easy for me to adapt to the online format because I had the resources and infrastructure already set up for me to be successful in a distance format. I had fantastic teachers that still stuck with it. They still put out information for us to be able to learn in the gray period for the first couple months of the pandemic. I think the missing piece in school and also just in life in general that the pandemic has caused, just there's a missing social aspect to it. There's just kind of a buzz and a warmth of being in a classroom with a bunch of other kids. And especially this year, I feel like I got so cheated out because my English class had the most thought-provoking conversation in the chat box. And just imagining how much more I could have gotten out of that class had we been in person, if we were all sitting in our chairs in a circle having a dialogue about social issues and things. Just there, there's an energy that comes from being in the classroom that was absolutely lost this year. And I feel like I learned less in those classes because the environment was very cold and I guess sterile for lack of a better word. I'm personally happy to be going back with a caveat of I'm going back two days a week and so three days a week I'm still going to be doing the exact same thing I've been doing this entire school year. Um, So I am excited to go back just to get that social aspect from my friends that are going back and to see my teachers. I really like to engage with my teachers so it's nice to actually be able to meet them finally. Um, But I do have anxiety over how easy it is for someone to not wear a mask and to not wear hand sanitizer and to not follow the COVID regulations that are in place for our safety. Because there are, just to put it politely, there are certain people that may not have the regard for other safety to wear a mask or to socially distance while on campus. And that is a big reason why a lot of my friends are choosing not to return. Um, but luck, I, I feel comfortable enough to go back. Um, so I do have apprehension about the environment, but also I just really wanted to be back on campus. So I'm going back. Mm-hmm.
I'm definitely looking forward to going down that social vein. Just the little things that come with being in person. So like a mild acquaintance of mine will wave at me in the halls and I'll be able to wave back at them and say hi. Or like I'm in my math class right now and every single math class that any high schooler has been in will know that there's a little shuffle that everybody does during passing period before the class starts where everybody huddles around like the two smart kids and they get all the answers to the math homework. And so just little things that are such a big aspect of the high school experience, despite being so minute to everyday life. I'm just excited to get those menialities back. That was Canyon Hills High School junior Kate Chasen, who returned to campus for in-person instruction today. And that was Canyon Hills High School junior Kate Chasen, who returned to campus for in-person instruction on Monday. You can hear more first-person stories like the one you just heard about the return to school in a special KPBS Midday Edition episode that aired yesterday. Find and subscribe to the KPBS Midday Edition podcast wherever you like to listen. And that is the show for today. Thanks, as always, for listening. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.